PS, powered by Seat. Hi, this is DJ Dweller, and you are listening to Weird Flex on Radio Primavera Sound. study. Now follow my instructions. Sit up straight, shoulders back, and breathe. In and out. In and out. Relax your arms. Relax your legs. Relax your shoulders, relax your buttocks, and breathe in and out, in and out. And now, inhale deeply and pause, and when I count to trois, release your eternal scream. Breathe in and hold. Un, du, trois.
Sit or lie comfortably, quietly. Allow yourself to be here fully in this moment. With your eyes closed, begin to connect with your inner world of thought and feeling. Gradually, let the horseshit of the external world fade from your awareness. If you find your mind wandering to other thoughts, don't let it concern you. Just acknowledge that all that shit is fucking bullshit. You're here now, in this place, with your inner stillness. Those bitches can't get under your skin. They can't even. Take in a deep breath. Now breathe out. Just feel the fucking nonsense float away. Take full, deep breaths. Breathe in strength. Breathe out bullshit. Allow your breathing to discover its own natural, unhurried pace. If your thoughts drift to the three-ring shit show of your life, bring your attention back to your breathing. And with each breath, feel your body saying, fuck that. With passive acceptance, just allow distracting thoughts to float by. Fuck that. With each breath you take, your thoughts become lighter and all the soul-eating cocksuckers just fall away into nothing. Take a moment to appreciate the silence. Those assholes can't piss all over a purity like this. You are weightless, timeless, without beginning or end. Completely relaxed and free of thought. And as you slowly open your eyes, Greet the world and everything in it with a new, beautiful breath of fuck that. floor, 
I wonder if I should jump. Sun website. Wayne Bruni could face an FA punishment after his foul-mouthed blast into a TV camera during the win at West Ham. Bruni turned the air blue after wrapping up his hat-trick at Upton Park, which helped United come from 2-0 down to win 4-2. <laughs> the striker's outburst promptly on air. Apology from blah 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 blah. The FA spokesperson said, We will look at it. We obviously don't condone foul and abusive language. In a statement released by the club, Rooney apologised and put his outburst down to emotion. 
is that I want to apologize for any offense that may have been caused by my go celebration. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Go celebration. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, especially any parents or children that were watching. Emotions are running high, and on reflection, my heat of the moment reaction was inappropriate. It was not aimed at anyone in particular. Rooney upset England fans during last summer's World Cup, and he verbally attacked them down a camera lens at the end of a dismal goalless a dismal goalless draw against Algeria. Round and round, around it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, and round it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round. Around it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, around it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, around it goes. I'm off to Topman. To buy some clothes. Round and round, around it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes. Round and round, around it goes. I'm off to Topman to buy some clothes.
Human existence is scary and confusing. A few hundred thousand years ago, we became conscious and found ourselves in a strange place. It was filled with other beings. We could eat some, some could eat us. There was liquid stuff we could drink, things we could use to make more things. The daytime sky had a tiny yellow ball that warmed our skin. The night sky was filled with beautiful lights. This place was obviously made for us. Something was watching over us. We were home. This made everything much less scary and confusing. But the older we got, the more we learned about the world and ourselves. 
we learn that the twinkling lights are not shining beautifully for us, they just are. We learn that we're not at the center of what we now call the universe, and that it is much, much older than we thought. We learn that we're made of many little dead things, which make up bigger things that are not dead for some reason, and that we're just another temporary stage in a history going back over a billion years. We learned, in all, that we live on a moist speck of dust moving around a medium-sized star in a quiet region of one arm of an average galaxy, which is part of a galaxy group that we will never leave. And this group is only one of thousands that together make up a galaxy supercluster. But even our supercluster is only one in thousands that make up what we call the observable universe. The universe might be a million times bigger, but we will never know. We could throw words around like 200 billion galaxies, or trillions of stars, or bazillions of planets, but all of these numbers mean nothing. Our brains can't comprehend these concepts. The universe is too big. There is too much of it. But size is not the most troubling concept we have to deal with. It's time, or more precisely, the time we have. If you're lucky enough to live to 100, you have 5,200 weeks at your disposal. If you're 25 now, then you have 3,900 weeks left. If you're going to die at 70, then there are 2,340 weeks left. A lot of time, but also not really. And then what? Your biological processes will break down, and the dynamic pattern that is you will stop being dynamic. It will dissolve until there is no you left. Some believe that there is a part of us we can't see or measure, but we have no way to find out. So this life might be it, and we might end up dead forever. This is less scary than it sounds, though. If you don't remember the 13.75 billion years that went by before you existed, then the trillions and trillions and trillions of years that come after will pass in no time once you're gone. Close your eyes. Count to one. That's how long forever feels. And as far as we know, in the end, the universe itself will die and nothing will ever change again.
stop giving up. position while I continue to talk for a few moments. I will guide you through this session and once you're familiar with the meditation process you'll be able to meditate on your own. There is no right or wrong way to meditate. The most important thing that you can do is to bring a positive attitude It's normal to have many extraneous thoughts going through your mind. That's okay. Just acknowledge the thoughts and bring attention back to the room. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. personal spirituality. Think about what it means to you. For example, if religious faith is significant and meaningful to you, you might wish to repeat part of a prayer. If nature holds deep meaning to you, you might want to repeat a word or phrase relating to nature or the earth.
Dog poo is real. Dog do does exist. Do not fear your dog's crap. People step in your dog's stink pile every day. When your dog pops a squat, looking away and pretending it's not happening makes you look like a jerk. A poo bag is for picking up dog dew. People use poo bags to pick up after their dog. Leaving poo bags hanging like this confirms you are a total douche. Dragging your dog by the leash while dropping logs is horrible and wrong. Let your dog crap and then pick it up. Leaving a doggy download behind makes neighbors angry and will bring you bad karma. Take a deep breath in and out and repeat the following affirmations. I will pick up my dog's poop poop. I will put my dog's Hershey squirt in the bin and not leave it as a tree ornament. Dog poo is real. Dog do does exist. I was trying to warm my hands in a discarded bap when the police picked me up and took me to the station for an identity parade. They said a local travel agent had been steamed by a naked old man. I was needed to make up the numbers. I'm not an old man, I said. We don't believe you. A short while later, I was standing in the nude between a very old woman and an energetic old man with a homemade Prince Albert. They'll never identify me with this on, he whispered, pointing to his hastily pierced penis. They didn't. We left the station together. I was in some discomfort as my clothes didn't seem to fit anymore. I could hear the old woman from the parade shouting after me, so I hurried on because it felt like school. Nice work, said the old man, whose name was Gerard. What's she got in her pockets? He was very chuffed. He jangled his chain and farted incomprehensibly. In one of her pockets was a tube of old woman's cream. It smelled of marzipan, but tasted better. Half an hour later, I was sitting on a traffic island squeezing the cream out. I had been aiming for the pub with Gerard but I couldn't keep up, and he said he couldn't walk any slower, and by the time I'd got to the pub, I'd forgotten which one it was. I was annoyed with the tube of cream, because it contained air pockets. I slapped its middle, and produced several splats. One of them landed on a nearby shoe. It was somewhat too narrow, 
in patent leather with little silver guitars on the ends of the laces. I looked up the shoe, past lemon and chocolate socks and ironed jeans to a blue leisure jacket out of which poked the smiling necklace head of grayling Barraclough. I'd known him on and off for 20 years. We were at school together. I'd set him on fire once behind the gym. If he was disappointed by my appearance, he didn't hide it. Heidi Doody, he said. He was a television director now. He was filming some close-ups of the road with his crew. I'm filming some close-ups of the road, he said, for stylistic reasons. I left a short gap and told him about the identity parade. Hey, he said, and his mouth leaked slightly. I'm about to do a reconstruction of that very crime. He pointed to the travel agents across the road. Two extras were hovering round the corner in dressing gowns. I told him that only one old man had robbed the shop. I like facts. Not anymore, he said, and added, you burked up little ape. I assumed he was right in some way. Sorry, he said, rubbing his nose vigorously. I'm jamming on crusty white. Then he said, now hear me right out, and explained that this was a new departure in crime reconstruction. The victims don't know we're coming, he jabbered. I've got three cameras hidden there, there, and there. His neck swelled with pride as he announced that these were three of the most brilliant camera positions ever set up in the history of crime reconstruction television. He must enjoy shitting himself, I thought. He hurried off to a secret position in a building opposite the travel agents. A few moments later, the two extras ran naked round the corner into the shop. There was a sound of muffled gunfire from inside. I was fairly certain the extras weren't carrying guns. I played with my cream. Two minutes later, a police car sped by with the wretched face of Grayling Barraclough pressed to the window, looking as though the world had got a lot bigger and rougher than when I last saw him. Eight months later, I read on a piece of newspaper I was eating that Grayling had gone to Hollywood and been fatally injured in some sort of sex accident. Start your meditation with deep cleansing breaths. Breathe in, and as you breathe out, let go of all the stupid shit that bothers you. Forget about your haters. They don't really know you anyway. Let go of those leggings from Lululemon that sold out of your size. They weren't really that cute. Let go of all the carbs you had for breakfast even though you swore you would go gluten-free. Know that you can create a fake gluten allergy at any time. As you do these cleansing breaths, you begin to feel so zen, which is really in right now. All of a sudden, it doesn't even matter that you bought brand new Ugg boots and autumn, your favorite season, is still weeks away. You aren't even annoyed when cars wait a second too long after the light turns green to go. 
which is a big deal because you lost your phone adapter and now your only option for music is the radio or an old now CD you've had since middle school. But now, nothing bothers you. Even when your roommates won't shut up about you leaving dishes in the sink overnight. Who the shit do they think they are? Now, you begin to imagine a world where there is an abundance of bandwidth. Buffering is no longer a word in your vocabulary. A world where the barista at Starbucks never forgets the extra shot of espresso in your extra hot, no-foam pumpkin spice latte. And knows exactly how to spell your name. A world where restaurants have your food ready five minutes after you order. Where everyone recognizes that you are one boss-ass bitch. Now that you have a positive state of mind, it is time to start manifesting. You will begin to use the law of attraction to manifest whatever the hell it is you don't have yet. Think of something specific that you want. It can be an object like an overpriced Gucci purse, a job that will make everyone at your high school reunion so jealous, or even a human being with the autonomy to make their own damn decisions. No man can resist the forces of the universe. Know that if you want them, the universe wants to give them to you. All you need to do to receive what you want is believe it is already yours. You don't actually have to put forth any effort at all. Just sit on your ass, breathe, and believe. Know that you deserve to have anything you want in life, and that the more deserving you feel, the more the universe will give to you. Everything revolves around you, your needs, your desires. Now go about your day knowing that you are every bit as entitled as you think you are. Namaste, bitches. Namaste. Up my street, we're talking embarrassing ailments, puny kids and Britney. I'll be getting serenaded by the overtones, plus Andrea, Lisa, Denise and Carol are all dropping in for a chat too. That's me, Alan Carr, live and loose at 12, 12, 12, 12.
Carr, Alan 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 Thank you. 
was lovely and his friends were lovely. We were all like, you know, dancing, doing that upside your head. <laughs>